You're listening to the System Semi Podcast, episode number 219. Today, we're going to be talking about how to automate your Pinterest marketing for everyone. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. I'm so excited to bring this guest to you guys today because she is all things Pinterest. Honestly, her Instagram is rocking with Pinterest tips and tricks. And I know y'all are on the gram because I talk to y'all on the gram. And so I'm really, really excited to bring her on and get to share some of her goodness with us today. So Miss Megan, how are you doing today? I'm great, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So excited that you're here. So go ahead and tell the folks a little bit about you and your business. Sure. So I have been in the Pinterest world for almost seven years. It's hard to believe that it's been seven years, but it has. But really full-time, I've been working for four years supporting small business owners all the way up to corporate brands with their organic Pinterest management. And so what I've really been doing during that time is helping people better understand how the platform works, how to leverage it to grow your audience, reach new potential customers, and then really what we're all looking at, how do you convert all that amazing traffic once they find and discover your business because Pinterest isn't quite like all the other social media channels. And so I spend my time educating small business owners, service providers, all the people in the online space about how they could be using this amazing discovery platform. Yes. So, and here's the thing I used to spend, I mean, I'm going to be honest, probably like an hour every night, like just scrolling through Pinterest. Mm. Yeah. I I had to like cut that down because I was like, I need to sleep. However, from a like business perspective, I have never really focused on Pinterest. It's been something I've wanted to focus on. And now that we have Instagram pretty on par, Pinterest is our next focus. And so I'm super excited to be able to take what we talk about and bring it to my team and have us all uh, get on board with it. So again, today we're going to talk about really how to automate your Pinterest marketing. And so tell us what your clients' businesses really look like before they either are even on Pinterest or before they're really using Pinterest um, to maximize sales and actually convert people. Sure. So what I find is that a lot of people, actually, what you just shared is the perfect example that a lot of people have, you know, they've, they're nailing their Pinterest or their Instagram game. They feel really good about Instagram. They feel good about Facebook, or they also have tried all the things in those places and they're looking to tap in to a new audience or even to diversify their traffic and increase their visibility online and looking for those like sort of newer, shinier places where there's a lost opportunity. And Pinterest tends to be one of those places. But what I find so funny is a lot of clients who come to me or people who approach me, you know, on Instagram or in my Facebook community will say like, yes, I use it personally, but I don't know how I can use it as a business. And so that's really what I do is that I help people understand the opportunity of how to transform the content that you're creating for Instagram, for your blog, for your podcast, and how to transform that to this visual search engine, because that's what it is, so that you can quickly get in front of more people and bring in leads all the time from different, like, you know, not just putting all your eggs in one basket. That's what I 
that makes me feel sick to my stomach when people rely on just one channel, especially because social media tends to be rented real estate, Pinterest included, right? They don't owe us anything. So you can get blocked. You can get locked out. Your account can get deleted. And as a business owner, especially as the service provider, when people are trying to figure out, you know, can they work with you? How can they work with you? They're looking for help in with a particular problem they have. Pinterest is a platform where people are planning and they have maybe, you know, a problem, whether it's a fashion problem, a decorating problem, a business problem. And so they're searching for solutions to their problems. And that's what I find that a lot of my clients, they know their customers, they know their content. They're just not sure about how to translate that to Pinterest but not increase their to-do list. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to you about systems because I also, why I got so passionate about Pinterest is because when I got into the online space, I was a blogger and I have to say, I had a really hard time being consistent on Instagram and Facebook. And I just didn't feel like being on all the time. I just did air quotes. And so for me, Pinterest was this amazing opportunity where I could put in effort when I wanted to, then walk away from it and have a system in place that took care of me when I was not on or feeling like posting or doing stories or doing a live. And that has been my driving like force ever since. Yeah, I can definitely feel the the not wanting to be on scenario. And thankfully, you know, I do have a team that is able to repurpose a lot of stuff that I create and make it still seem like I'm on when I'm 100% not. Yeah. and whatnot. And so it would be nice to have a platform where it really can just be running for you and you don't have to necessarily continuously feed it with live stuff or looking and like, I'm sick of looking at my face, but those are like the ones. Right? <laughs> I'm like, but how is it that these are the posts that get the most action? I'm like, look how beautiful this carousel is that we created and it's such good value. And yet y'all just love my face. Well, people want a direct line to you, Jordan, right? Actually, so I call that like talking head, right? I've had friends say, Megan, you do so much talking head. And I'm like, well, that's where I get like how I explain my ideas or my strategies on Instagram or videos. Like that's where I find that I share the most, you know, most gold nuggets for people is when I can just talk. And that's actually, it's funny because in some ways I think that Pinterest is this amazing place for people who are more introverted and who have difficulty increasing their visibility using all those traditional tactics or strategies that were taught, you know, volunteer to do summits, do lives in other people's communities, do a lot of Instagram stories. And if your life for different reasons, like I've met people who have a sick partner or they take care of their grandparents or they have a job where they can't be on their phone, you know, you're a nurse or you work in a, in a location where you, you can't have your phone out, say you work with kids or like me, I have a toddler around, so I can't always, you know, unless you want to hear a screaming child in the background, doing stories and teaching you a Pinterest strategy isn't always going to happen. And that's what Pinterest is so wonderful for is that it's constantly working and getting you in front of people. If you optimize your content to promote you, actually, I have a blog post where once we kind of described it to like, give it like a, you know, a personality, it's like hiring a salesperson who's working for you when you're not working, when you're sleeping, when you're on vacation. And that's what I love about it is I, I can can step away and I still am getting those leads and I have systems in place to take care of them and it's working for me when I'm not. Yeah, I love it. All right, let's get into the good stuff. 
Walk us through the steps on how folks can start to automate their Pinterest marketing. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the biggies. One of the big thing I see people saying, and there's like, you know, that like shock where they're like, wait a sec, it's not one post a day, but multiple posts. How am I going to do that? I can't be in all the places all the time. And the reality is, is that pinners are most active in the evening, seven to nine, you know, Monday to Friday, and also on the weekends. And those are typically the times that you want to be like winding down with a cup of tea or a good book or catching up with your partner or calling your, you know, a friend or doing something fun on the weekends. So what I do is that you used an approved, I use an approved scheduler. So my favorite scheduler is Tailwind. They have API with Pinterest. They work very closely with Pinterest. And actually not only can you schedule out your feed and all the images and pins that go out to your account, but it also will optimize the times that you post at. So it will tweak your schedule to when your people are online. And I love that. That, right. So if you're based in Europe or somewhere, you know, outside of North America, but your audience is in North America, Tailwind will make sure that your schedule reflects your audience, not you, which is amazing. So that is a huge time saver because it allows you to be in the right places at the right time. The next thing that I always talk to people about is planning your content. And of course, like we think about our content for Instagram, or we think about, you know, our lives going lives in our community schedule. But when you think about Pinterest, it's not always, I love hearing that your team repurposes, but it's not always about making new content for Pinterest, which is the old, you know, thing that people used to think, oh my God, I had to blog every day or blog every few days. And Pinterest has had a huge change that actually the focus is on fresh content. So you can create new graphics for existing pins and it will be uh, categorized and indexed as new content on the platform. So for instance, a system that I have set up is that once a month, I have a, something in my Google calendar that pops up for me to delegate to my graphic designer to create 50 new assets for existing blog content. I haven't blogged since May, maybe. And what we do is we just create new pins every month and then I schedule them out. So Pinterest is getting dripped new content, fresh pins, but we're just like, you know, we're freshening it up with new text overlay, new graphic design. And actually that's where I see a lot of people wasting a lot of time making assets. So if you can create a system, a workflow system, and I think like, you know, I know I'm singing your song in that people will like fuss over one Instagram post and, you know, a carousel post, it'll take them forever and they think nothing of it. And then you ask them to make a Pinterest graphic or make five Pinterest graphics. And they're like, oh, that's going to take me so long. Well, honey, it's not if you have it as part of your design workflow. So when you're coming up with that big content plan for the month, so for the month of you know, September, I'm going to hit on these four topics. Then you think, okay, what content do you already have that supports those four con like core buckets? And then what you do is make all your assets in one go. So when you're picking that image that you're going to post to Instagram, when you're picking, creating your IGTV cover, you're going to make your five pins for that content at the same time using the magic Canva templates that we're all so obsessed with. You do not have to be a graphic designer. Now, if you don't like Canva 
outsource your graphic design. There are so many amazing graphic designers out there. I work with an amazing one who, you know, it isn't expensive for me. It's something I know that's going to, she can do what I would like. It would take me three hours and it takes her 10 minutes. So like, honey, I'm going to pay you, you do it for me. And it looks a heck of a lot better. And what it does is it forces you to plan out so that you're not having that panic because that's where the stress comes from. When you don't have a system for your image creation, you're going into that full out panic every Saturday, like, oh, I don't have new pins. I don't have fresh pins, but it's because you don't have a system for it. So work out a system for your graphic design workflow and make Pinterest a core component of that. Now, another really easy system that I have is doing your keyword research in a beauty. It doesn't have to be fancy. Like I love Google Sheets. I'm moving over to Airtable, which again, I'm pretty sure you're obsessed with Airtable that I've newly discovered Airtable. So I'm migrating my clients work over to Airtable. But what we do is we plan out, we see what content they have coming up. You know, we play around with different text overlay. We do the keyword research all in one go. Your Pinterest strategy and or scheduling shouldn't take more than 45 minutes a week. And that's everything. So that's at least seven days of content. That's you following, like going in and it's going to take, and you're not answering DMs. You're not having to post any content live. You're using Tailwind to schedule things out. And that makes for a beautiful system of like just doing it in one go, right? Being really focused for 45 minutes, doing that little bit of updated keyword research to optimize, making your assets and scheduling them out in Tailwind. So those are my three biggies to make your life easier. Easy peasy. And there's lots of tools out there to help you do keyword research. Like I said, Canva templates or outsourcing to a graphic designer. Now the next more complicated and more strategic thing that like service providers or anyone in the online space will want to think about is what happens after somebody finds you and discovers you on Pinterest how are you going to convert them and turn them into a buying customer, right? So it's really great if you have hundreds or thousands of new people coming from Pinterest, but if you drop the ball and don't have your email automation set up, if your website's not optimized for email traffic or people are confused about how they can learn more from you, you're going to lose those leads. So that is sort of my next step of where I go with my systems is setting up those beautiful email automations to introduce and nurture a brand new person, right? They have no idea who Jordan Gill is and they want to learn all about what you have to offer, but they're not ready to open up their wallet yet. So it, you know, you set up that beautiful nurture sequence that's, you know, triggered by adding, you know, opting into one of your freebies or lead magnets or watching a webinar. And then you, you know, there's a great saying that Rachel Rogers has, and it's about like following the money and the, the funds are in the follow-up. And I think that is such a beautiful saying in general, but is particularly true for Pinterest. And that's why people end up giving up on Pinterest because they fly in, do something for a day, and then they don't come again for three months and then they're underwhelmed. But when you have those systems that are constantly working for you with email automations, optimized landing pages for your freebies. This is where the magic happens. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering, but are stuck in overthinking everything? You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. 
Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast only pricing of $37 for this two hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again, you kept my drift. Head on over to systemsamey.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. Even I'm thinking like Facebook ads, like if people are landing on your site and maybe they don't sign up for your like lead magnet, like again, even having just like a light ad, like it doesn't have to be fancy ad, Mm -hmm. just a light ad that picks them up in the pixel and either then, you know, reverts them to your services page, reverts them to a similar video or whatnot on your Facebook lives. Exactly. Because again, I feel like, you know, a lot of the listeners are pretty active on Facebook or Instagram. And so if you can, again, get them engaged into more of your content, then they're just going to warm up more and more to be a client of yours or to ask you to collaborate for a summit that they're doing and stuff like that. And so my question about blogs as somebody, and again, just knowing myself and my audience, we pretty much match each other in this way is we create a lot of video. So there's video on Facebook, video on Instagram and the repurposing aspect. I hear blog and I hear, I literally reject everything about this. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, and my audience is very similar. They much rather, would much rather do video than write. And so do you see better for people to repurpose their video content into a blog post and send pin traffic there? Mm-hmm. Or is it okay to send traffic to your Instagram or to your Facebook Live from Pinterest pros, cons? Love it. Okay, great question. And this is why I love talking to you, Jordan. I think because there's two different ways of looking at it, right? Like you have to decide what your overall bigger arching marketing plan is. And if Pinterest is for creating visibility and introducing new people to your magic that you do in your online space, then you have to think about like, what is that action that you want Pinterest users to take? Is it to subscribe to your podcast? Because that's where you nurture. Is it to get them onto your email list? Because that's where you make the money. Is it to get them to follow you on Instagram because you make your sales in your DMs? So it's really, you know, as a service provider or someone who sells online, I want each of the listeners to ask themselves, where do I convert my audience? And then that actually becomes a driving force for your Pinterest strategy. And like you and I have chatted about this, I don't have a problem sending traffic to Instagram from Pinterest. And you can actually verify your Instagram account. And there's lots of ways to repurpose your content content, but you need to know what your goal is because the difficulty with linking to your YouTube channel or your podcast or your Instagram account is then we can't track each step of the journey of the person. So if they, then it will all be attributed to Instagram or your podcast. But if you just look at it as part of your visibility plan and you can try to track through, you know, assisted conversions via, you know, third-party tracking like Google analytics. But the reality is, is if you're just okay knowing 
Hey, I call them like nets. You kind of look at it like I'm good. They're going to find me on Pinterest and then I'm going to catch them with my Instagram story net, or I'm going to retarget them with a Facebook ad. And that's a wonderful way of sort of knowing, like if they don't buy right away, where are you going to have them fall in love with you? And so, yeah, a lot of people are doing video. That's the easiest way to create content. Now it depends on what your ecosystem allows. If you have the time and the support and you're okay with, you know, taking that video, repurposing it and putting it on a blog post. Great. Do it. But if I would say, if you have a podcast, you know, you're linking to podcast episodes. If you don't do either of those things, then of course, like done is better than perfect. And linking to your Instagram content is a great way of increasing your visibility. I just always kind of cringe when I think, but then we lose them, right? Then we don't know because Facebook and Instagram, Google as well, they all over attribute and they think everything comes from them. Like if my grandmother subscribed to my newsletter, Facebook would be like, oh yeah, honey, that's from me. You owe me five bucks. Right. But I'm like, no, no, it's because she's my, like my blood relative. That's why she's on my newsletter. She feels sorry for me. But I think that long as you have your goal and what you want, what you know. So it's like send traffic and that's knowing your sales funnel, knowing where you make your money. And maybe like I work with one person who makes her money off her Facebook lives. And I'm like, okay, well, where do you do your Facebook lives? Oh, in my community. Okay, honey, let's get your, your goal is to get traffic into your Facebook community. Cause that's where you make your money. But know that when we talk about, you know, what my fee is for my consultation and my efforts that has to be taken into how to understand the ROI in my you know, investing and in support with Pinterest. So I think it, you know, it's sort of like one of those things where there are some gray zones, but I definitely think that repurposing content that you're creating for Instagram is a wonderful idea, especially like taking snippets of your podcast, um, your IGTVs, any video, you can just resize it. Or even if you don't feel like resizing it, upload it as a video pin because video pins and story pins are so hot on Pinterest and they're being preferred. So they're being shown to a lot more people people and they're amazing for visibility. So if you can take content that you're creating somewhere else and throw it up on Pinterest, please do. Cause at least you're getting on there, right? You're doing something. It doesn't have to be perfect. Oh yeah. I definitely saw, I was on Pinterest the other day and I saw the story pins and I didn't really know what they were because they look like carousel ish yes. on Pinterest, but they're like the longer version obviously. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know how many Instagram story sequences and things I have that I could repurpose for this. Yes. And so talk to us about the exciting parts about video pins and story pins because those are kind of like the newer versions. Is there like should your videos not be longer than three minutes? Should it be more great question? There's all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So when we look at video pins, some of the best practices are under one minute. And that's why I like really think about a sizzler of a piece of content. So if you can extract a particular part, that's really like amazing about something you did or video, like really think about how you can extract a piece of it and then don't give away the whole picture. Cause the whole idea is that you want to have somebody discover you, but then they have to get the whole story or the whole strategy. If they go to your website or if they go to your, like your Instagram account, and watch the whole IGTV. So you can grab and edit out segments of video for story pins are changing. So I'm saying that because it's important because there's one major change that as a Pinterest strategist drives me nuts. The function of stories, when it first came out, it was very like, oh, this isn't like Instagram. It's going to be different because you can actually link to your own content. So say like taking your business, you could do like, 
my three favorite productivity tools. And you could link to three podcast episodes that you did on a different tool for each one. And that's how they rolled them out. They tested them in the UK at this time last year. So exactly a year ago. And then they rolled them out in the US. And what they did in the US is a little bit different. They're saying like it's a carousel post, but in story sizing and where you like would give, you know, sort of people go through the carousel and they learn something, but they've taken away the ability to link to our websites are, you know, like a custom destination, a URL destination, which drives me mental. I know. So it's like, but as a business, user, it's like, okay, so I'm going to share all this free information for what? And I think actually it's very similar to what I was saying before, that if you have, if one of your goals this year or next year is to rapidly increase your visibility, it's a visibility strategy. So people I find in my audience and the people in my community who upload story pins, they see rapid exposure very quickly. It's like overnight, a hundred thousand people because Pinterest loves them. They're new feature. They're showing them to everybody, but you have to make sure that they result in a lot of account follows, but it's not resulting in any traffic to your business. Mm. So you have to think about it in that way that you need to give them a reason to be like, oh my God, I love that Jordan, where else can I find her? And they have to be motivated enough to jump over that hurdle, which we know people online are lazy. If there's a, you know, a door shut, they're just gonna be like, oh, forget it. I'm out of here. So make it easy for them. Make your branding very clear. Learn more on the podcast, download the podcast, subscribe, you know, head to my Instagram account, have it clearly labeled what your Instagram account is because otherwise, you know, you're getting that visibility, but it's not necessarily data driven. Mm, Gotcha. Yeah. And I think really the last question, again, if folks are not on Pinterest currently as a business owner, like you go to pinterest.com slash system save me all you ain't gonna see a single pin so there's no shame okay i'm literally in the exact same boat as all of (laughs) y'all and so if you are just like totally starting out with pinterest would you say that video pins and story pins would be a good place to start because again yeah my audience is or i would flip it i'd flip it and say start where you already have content so you don't want to get into this game of creating content just to be on a platform so i'd love for people to sit down brain dump okay like maybe you have a podcast maybe you have some webinar landing pages think about the how do people find you and turn into paying customers and then start look at your existing content marketing system. And when I say content marketing, I view anywhere where you are talking about your knowledge and positioning yourself as an authority, that those are the places, whether it's Instagram posts, Instagram stories, IGTVs, YouTube videos, blog posts, landing pages, anything, you can link to anything that is a landing page on the internet. So look at them all as a vehicle and an opportunity to, for somebody to discover you and just start with what you already have. And what you're going to want to do is start creating optimized Pinterest graphics for that content. But some little tips, if it is a podcast, make sure you have like an icon or text overlay that says it's a, it's that like you want to be clear, or if it's an IGTV video, make sure people know they're going, they're heading to a video because Pinterest people don't like to be surprised. So you just want to make sure they know they're going to a webinar where they're going to be a webinar landing page and they're going to be asked to sign up because you'll get high bounce rates if they think they're going to go right to a page and watch a video for, you know, amazing video on webinar. But if you're clear, like, you know, by signing up, you get access to this free, you know, webinar on how to make more money 
as of a service provider. And it remember it is, especially as a service provider, it is a long game. So, you know, your efforts for today will start to reward you in three months time. And that's where it's so beautiful is that when you start using Pinterest and it's like the things I did a few months ago are what are bringing me traffic today. So it's like this constant ecosystem. And actually I was just talking to a woman who uses Pinterest as part of her marketing. And she was saying how she had someone fill out her contact me form. She's a business coach. And the person signed up for a $10,000 package and said, I found you six months ago on Pinterest. So it took six months, but she locked in. So it went from completely cold to a $10,000 service package. And the first step was Pinterest. And that's how the client found her. So it's knowing though, that sometimes you're doing things today that will pay off for you in three months time, six months times, or even three years time. I still have traffic come to my website for stuff I published three years ago. That's super, super incredible. And so wrapping this up, let us know about the tools. You mentioned the Airtable and Canva a little bit, but what are all the tools that you would suggest for folks if they want to start implementing this? Yep. So foremost, I would look at getting a Tailwind account and signing up. And if not Tailwind, then at least an approved Pinterest scheduler. So one that has API, so you're not going to get any trouble or hot water with Pinterest. They're really cracking down on people who are engaging in icky practices. So you can get into Pinterest jail very quickly. I would say try to organize yourself using spreadsheets, just like you would with anything else, right? Like get your ideas organized, set up that system and create the intent. And until you get it out of your head, you are not going to take action. So by using, you know, Airtable or Google Sheets to organize your content and know what your text overlay is going to be. And then also getting in, you know, signing up. I love a pro Canva account because then you can have your brand assets there, your logos, your templates. So, you know, look around creative market. There's lots of independent designers who can create a custom Canva Pinterest template for you. I am obsessed with Pinterest templates and I'm buying them all the time. And I love it just because then you have a variety of things to use and it's plug and play. So work that into your system and make the time. So schedule it off in your digital planner, or even if you're old school and you love writing out, you know, schedule off that 45 minutes that you need each week. Or if you only want to do it once every two weeks, put aside that hour and a half. And then, you know, my favorite email marketing system is active campaign. And so looking at those next steps for once you start, cause it's, everyone loves the shiny thing, right? Like I'm going to bring all the traffic, but think about that whole, that buyer's journey from beginning to end how you can automate it using really sophisticated technology like active campaign automating your emails and having those systems working and nurturing for you when you aren't online yes absolutely and then tell the folks about a freebie that you have for them again if they want to get started and get in the action how can they do that Sure. So I wanted to share my free Pinterest image guide. And this is sort of like, you know, there's lots of catchy names, but essentially it's how to optimize your content for the platform. So when I say content, blog posts, podcast episode, landing pages, your webinar, or, you know, your lead magnet pages, whatever your Instagram account. But what you need to think about is how you can optimize your assets to get it in front of more people. Because when you optimize your images correctly, you'll be getting in two to three times more people's you know, feeds. So optimize your assets. That's what that freebie is all about. Because I find that even when I work with people who are using Pinterest, they are not optimizing their images and, or it's just hard to keep up with all the algorithm changes, like what aspect ratio, text overlay, no text overlay. So grab access to my free guide to find out how to do that and how to do it quickly. (laughs) Yes. Amen to that. 
efficiency for the win. Right. So where can people find you? I'm sure it's pretty obvious, but um, share all the places for everyone. Sure. So my favorite place is my website, meganwilliamson.com. You can also head, I'm pretty active on Instagram. So that's Megan A. Williamson. And then on Pinterest, it's Rowhouse Nest, which is my old blogger name and Pinterest won't allow me to change it. But you can also just look up Megan Williamson and that comes up on Pinterest as well. Yay. That's so awesome. We'll have all the links in the show notes. You can go. And again, like I said, I'm again on Instagram all the time and she has awesome, awesome content on Instagram or Pinterest, right? And so literally go into the rabbit hole. I give you full on permission. So thank you so much again for being on the podcast today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the System Saved Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.